Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 190. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And AJ. What's up, guys? Oh, this is a talk episode where we just hang out. Nice. And what what's the point of this? We're going to talk about recon. Yeah. Review it. Love it. See how you two did. You let us know. I thought you guys did great. I honestly thought it was great. Did you? Oh, yeah. It was so smooth. I loved the little breaks in between speakers. Because we didn't really have that at like previous events we've gone to. And it was just like a lot of information. And then it was just like, here's another person to shove information at. So I did like the little breaks in between people. Plus then if people went over to you had the time to control the timeline again. So I don't remember if we talked about it the last time I was on, but did we talk about how that whole process started? Like how recon even came to be? I don't think so. Did we? I don't remember. I don't think so. We talked about a little bit what it yeah. was. So it was a real estate investment conference. So that's the REI. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fucking dog's just fucking <laughs> throwing shit around. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Um, so I've wanted to do one for quite some time. And we just got done talking. We got talking about it. And I asked, I asked you if you'd ever be interested in kind of weren't so sure at first. And then mm-hmm. it was screw it let's just put it out there that we're doing it and we did uh around december i think yep mm-hmm. threw it out there and, and i was like well shit now we got we literally have no choice we got to do it because mm-hmm. we're, we're doing it so we started putting it together and really i don't think we really started hammering on it until probably about two months before we had it which that kind of a big learning yeah point there i mean it took a lot of work to get it done but overall i think it pretty well we got some good sponsors on board had great speakers like that was mm-hmm. oh so good amazing speakers and it was so nice because i've we've seen three of them yeah um and it like still was i still learned so much from those three. Oh yeah absolutely yeah so like yeah going off what aj was saying when you first brought it up to me, I was like, "Man, does that sound like some fucking extra work?" I was like, "That'll be a that'll be a, a chore." And then uh, I don't know. Eventually, I was just like, "Ah, fuck it, whatever." Yeah. Then I think we talked about well, we already do a monthly event, right? Yeah. So it can't be that much more. And holy crap, it was. I think that was like actually the conversation. We were like, "Oh, dude, we already do this every month, so it can't be much harder." Hmm. We were wrong. Mm-hmm. We were very wrong. But that's all right. But so got the event going, which was really good. And then, yeah, all the speakers and how they played off each other was great. Phenomenal. And it was nice because even like I was in back taking notes the whole time. When I wasn't talking to you. When AJ wasn't talking to me. (laughs) And, uh, And I was able to like. I could, like, clearly see how they were building up each other. And, like, they even would say, like, they would uh, reiterate, like, what the previous speaker said. They, had like, had that shit in their slide. They'd reiterate what they the previous speaker said and then tied it right into their talks. Yeah, which I think was huge because I, they never – none of the speakers had sat down. Mm-hmm. We didn't sit down with the speakers all ahead of time and, like, go over it. Uh, we started out with Audrey due to vision. Mm-hmm. Um which was huge. I mm-hmm. think that was very well received. And I didn't, I don't know if I told you this. Um, one of the speakers came up to me and actually said, AJ, that was huge. Um, definitely need to reevaluate how I'm running my business. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who it was afterwards. And mm-hmm. I told Audrey who it was and there, that it happened. She was like, wow, that's huge to hear. Oh yeah. Another speaker at an event, mm-hmm. like literally having an aha moment about what they're doing with their life. Yeah. Um, and how their vision isn't, their business really isn't running according to what their vision yeah. truly is. Yep. So that was huge. Um, kind of go back just a little bit. Honestly, if anyone's thinking about doing something, just launch the damn thing. Get it done. Try it. Take notes of what went good, um, what didn't go so great. Like, we're, like mm-hmm. we did right afterwards, sat down what didn't go good. Um, but back to the speakers. What's up, Mimi? <laughs> just... It flowed so, so well. And I love, like you said, each speaker gave credibility to the previous speaker. 
Yeah. Um, just again, like you said, reiterating what they had talked about. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah, it was even cool because like the one kind of outlier was Mike and his talk about my uh, multifamily, but even he tied into like even he had a portion in his talk of like remember do what you want to do though and mm-hmm. like you have to do it by your vision and then he referred back to audrey um and he also referred to to mark about time and stuff throughout the process and just knowing like what your criteria is knowing what your you know key focus is so it was cool to even see like the one outlier we chose to be a little more like broad bigger picture still was tied in with every everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was so cool that was like probably the better the best flowing event we've ever gone to yeah yeah like, it made the most sense for sure yeah a lot of the events we go to it's just like random speakers just like oh who can we get for this event okay we'll have them talk about whatever they want to talk about so that was really cool i thought that's really true mm-hmm. right and that i mean we had so many compliments on how that did flow um, but also it was like very real estate heavy, but everything that was talked about could have been implemented in any business, right? So oh, dude. Again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It could have. And that I, I told my mom when she wanted to, she's like, oh, do I need to be there? I was like, no, you don't need to be there, but uh, you're a foreman, so you should be there. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to be a better manager? Then you should be there. She's like, oh, shit. She talked to her afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she said it was like very beneficial. Got a lot of information out of it, um, and a lot of things like she hadn't been thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was like, I, she didn't know how after the event. She wasn't sure how she was going to bring that back and tie it into work. Um, and so she had to like think about that, which makes sense. Um, but I should follow up with her now and see, yeah, if those things if she's been able to identify. It's one thing I wish my wife would have went to because you know, she's an administrator in a school. Mm-hmm. And she's very needs to be hands on with everything. Mm-hmm. She has a hard time delegating, but then she brings that all home with her, right? right? So, with not being able to delegate, obviously it all falls on your shoulders because you know. So that's something she's definitely knows she needs to work on. Mm-hmm. But again, going to an event like that, where okay, what is you know, what's the first thing? Maybe you can't automate it, obviously, in in that field. But what is the first thing that you? <laughs> Um, you know, like to hand off what isn't right in your wheelhouse, maybe, or what just is a huge time suck. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Well, um, Sam and I are in a CCV coaching group with Rob Bailey, and uh, he actually talked about that mm, two or three weeks ago on a call. He said that he actually started, he only does once a week meetings now with his like CEO as a management team because he said they used to do it a lot more and he would just try to touch everything. And he's like, when I touch everything, I fuck it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so he's like, that's the reason we only do once a week. Now they have to figure shit out through the rest of the week. They have other managers, they have other CEOs without the, throughout the companies they can talk to. They don't need me until next Monday. Yeah. I remember it was at the, on the four hour work week, that they talk about meetings literally being the hugest waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because mm-hmm. 90% of content in a meeting is truly irrelevant. Like, I think they do talk about that in four-hour work week. Yeah. And Andy Frisella talks about that all the time, too. A real like, AF? Yeah, yeah. About, like, how if and he tells his employees they're in a meeting and it just doesn't seem to pertain to them, they can just get up and leave. Musk does that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're in a meeting with Elon Musk and it doesn't pertain to you, leave. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, even Andy said in his meetings, um, no meeting should ever be more than 15 minutes long. Right. Unless it's a brainstorming, but that's not really a meeting. It's like brainstorming and coming up with shit. But like a real meeting never should be 15 minutes, should be 10 minutes or less. Oh, yeah. Which is so true. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know how many times like I have meetings with my team and like they just get so off track because they're all friends. So we just get off track so easily. Dude. And then it's like an hour later. I'm like, okay, we should really get back to work now. It's so bad. <laughs> it, and honestly... It should almost be like, in a situation like that, like, let's freaking get the meeting done, and then we can go out to lunch together or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's bang this shit up while I go out and grab pizza later or whatever. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. It's a good idea. I'm here for you, babe. 
I like it. So what else was a hit before we start talking about all the misses? Dude, so the sponsors, I really like the sponsors we had. Um, Very thankful for all them that came out, uh, especially Legends for helping us out uh, with the main sponsor. That was awesome. And they gave us a shit ton of goodies, Mm -hmm. which is sick. Huge, yeah. So throwing an event like that. Just like anything, right? You think of the big ticket items, right? So yep. for like that was food. I think food was so the event alone was seven, no, twenty two hundred. Yeah. For the venue, the food, everything else. Um, but you know, you, you don't really think of. I know we did talk about folders right off the bat, but when we looked at folders, that's six, almost seven hundred dollars. Yeah. For folders, and that's wow. not including. Um, I guess that was including some of the artwork on it. Yeah. Um. You know, Legends turned around and was like, literally walked in their office and to grab the the vertical yeah. um, sign. And they taste me in the back and like folders and pens and those little Frisbees. Mm-hmm. It was just like, take whatever you need. Like, again, like relationships, that is why relationships matter. Mm-hmm. 100%. Not just jumping around to, you know, whoever's cheapest or easiest yeah. or whatever else. Because I'm pretty committed Obviously, I can't always control where closings happen right. in real estate, mm-hmm. but if I can control it, it's happening at Legends. Yeah. For one, it's easy. Two, they're always there to help. Yeah, Kyle and I got one. We're closing there on the 15th of May for a property, and they, they're just great. Like, I called them, sent them the shit they needed, and then I just didn't hear from them again. And they just, like, called me, hey, ready for closing? I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Like, who, who, they're like, who's signing? And I was like, oh, it's Kyle and I. They're like, okay, perfect. Yep, we'll have it ready. I'll, they're like, I'll call your lender and set a time. I'm like, love it. This yeah. is the best. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's super cool. It's You don't – they just make sure the shit's going to be ready on time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we had Eva. Yep, Eva. Uh, Graham Tax. So. Yeah, Graham Tax and Accounting. Um, and she went up and spoke a little bit, which is good. Um, hopefully, hopefully she got some business from that. And then Denise was staging, um, design, design and staging, uh, elevated spaces, um, which was good. I know she was talking to, uh, cause she hosts Airbnbs too. Mm-hmm. She was talking to a guy about possibly hosting his Airbnb. Oh, nice. So hopefully that pans out. I think that'd be really good. And then Darren Carr. Yep, mm-hmm. Cartalen. Yep. Yeah. So Cartalen is basically an agency that looks at your business individually and helps you, you know, build the team, hand off stuff that is easy to stand off. Um, so they really look at each business individually um, to help get that handoff going, whatever makes sense for each individual business, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So essentially, like a talent agency for yeah. um, businesses. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Get your shit off your plate. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude, I, th- I thought that guy was a hoot. Darren mm-hmm. was so cool. So nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's another huge thing. Um, Just the, the speakers were all super down to mm-hmm. earth, which we knew most of them. I guess we didn't know. I had never met in person uh, Dan yep. Schwartz. But it's like and just watching all them talk with each other. And mm-hmm. shit, I think Dan was at the bar till nine o'clock that night just hanging out that's awesome eight thirty nine o'clock whatever it was that's so cool. um yeah so it's cool um who else do we have um we Badger. had yeah brookfield badger insurance um did i tell you what i love i love when you link up with an agency or a person and they just like get shit done mm-hmm. right away and they're like professional they do it um and i referred somebody to them they called me thanking me for the referral and then i was like hey are you interested in sponsoring and they're like yeah i'll get it sent over the owner and i'm like oh sweet thank you and then the owner's like hey we can't get a rep there but we'll sponsor I'm like shit that's awesome just sent me like their qr code and stuff and um but just like just like you said, building a relationship, because I first started using them a couple years ago, um, and I gave them a bunch of business for group homes, and it ended up saving us a ton of money because 
we went from like three different places with our insurance to getting it all under one company. Do we cut our insurance down by like two thirds? We're paying a third of the amount when we went to there. Wow. And then I brought them. This is, this is what like got me over everything else. Every time I go to add a flip to, to my policy, it's just a fucking headache, dude. Any company I use, it's just a headache to add a flip. I call, I talk to Vicky, I kind of like let her know about what I got going on. And she's just like, oh, well, do you just want to be on our flipping program? I was like, the fuck are you talking about? She's like, oh, yeah, like we just have an insurance policy for flippers. And then like covers your extra materials. It covers your ARV based on like the work you had completed and stuff. I was like, what the just fuck? A, is it like a big umbrella policy? Or? No, so it's like it's per the unit. But um, how they do it is they... They insure it based on ARV because then it's the same thing as like when I get my, when I go do my lending, um, with my lending, I send them like everything we're going to do to the project and how it currently sits. So I do the same thing with insurance and they just insure it off of ARV, but they only cover to like whatever spot it was done. Right. Um, so like if I'm three quarters of the way done and something happens, it gets covered up to that. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't look at for flipping is a lot of times it's going to be insured at your purchase price mm-hmm. so you have to stay up on that um it's just that's a huge huge thing absolutely if something burned down halfway through you don't have a uh, cost of coverage it might be terrible mm-hmm. yeah because i, I mean, suppose two of you have like materials or supplies like stolen would that cover that mm-hmm. that's super nice so i have that also covered under my contractors my contractor's policy but the thing is, is when we've got two, three projects going at a time, it really only covers one. And so to have that so that it's per each property makes it so much better. Yes. And so, That's yeah. Nice. No, I just, that, that company's been really great. I was super happy they could do it. And they're interested. They're actually going to be our, like, rep that we refer all of our renters to for renters insurance because we require renters insurance. Yep. And so that way we can just, but see, so yeah, with Brookfield and then Mitch Dam photography. Yeah. Mitch is a little stud. Yeah. He's a good kid. He had all that shit back to us in like a day or two. Yeah. So we're waiting for videos, but we, we yeah. have all the, uh, we have the pictures. He said it'd probably be a couple weeks for the videos. So mm-hmm. what he's doing for that is we had the whole thing he videoed. So what was he there? He was there from eight, uh, 10 hours maybe yeah he was there the full day it's crazy uh well he i think he left it away it's oh yeah done, so I suppose still eight, eight to eight to four still, fifteen eight he was there for a full day yeah you know taking video of the whole thing pictures throughout the whole thing um so it'd be fun to get those videos back he's going to do a bunch of snippets for us too that we can use for marketing mm-hmm. for the next event and then all the uh speakers are like super amped up that it was going to be all recorded and yeah they'd be able to use those snippets those little uh short clips as well yeah that i mean dude think about it for them like they now like once we get that to them they'll have social media material for a year mm-hmm. you know just like randomly throwing it in here and there mm-hmm. right which is yeah that's really good for them yeah. so and then uh paul wilkes yeah dj dude like so i knew he was gonna take care of stuff because mm-hmm. he did our wedding and if you know for a wedding you're worried about everything and it was literally so smooth he had everything taken care of we had a an acoustic singer at our wedding so we did it down at rod and gun park mm-hmm. so the outdoor venue he had everything set up there like he, he thought literally about nothing he took care of it all so then you know he was actually there before me on saturday morning uh for the Monster. event had everything set up. It's like, all right. Basically, I got there. He's like, all right, this is how it's going to go. I got to have the little lapel mics. If that doesn't work. Then I got a backup mic for him on the stage. Something goes down with the whole system throughout the building. You know, the speakers could work in the building. Um, I have another mic that would work for hit, for the speaker he had. It's like, dude, you're like three levels deep on everything mm-hmm. covered. Dang. So he had all that figured out. Mic'd up everyone. Had the batteries switched out. You know, again, we were going all day long, so batteries all to be switched out, and yeah, just a rock star. 
played music in between all the speakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has that kick-ass DJ voice that's like, mm-hmm. as soon as he talks, you're like, whoa, someone's, someone's speaking. You know, it just makes you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That did power sweet. Super so cool. let's talk. I guess that could be our first area of yeah. improvement, right? That's one thing that. Yeah, one use of the, him more. Yeah. Use him way more. Yeah. Yeah. more yep. yeah. So we're not MCs. Right. You know, we can introduce speakers. We can do all that. Yeah. But as far as. And I don't know what my problem was. I was kind of nervous and speaking fast and just ready to get the next speaker up and mm-hmm. get on break, get back from lunch, whatever. So uh, that portion wasn't very engaging. I like, kind of looking back. Right. Mm-hmm. Could have been more engaging with people. Yep. And I think most of the time for our monthly things, that goes just fine. Yeah. But at that event, for whatever reason, now we've got that many more people than we did. Right. Um, but it's also the layers. There are so many layers to this one. Right. But using him due to the amp up and mm-hmm. like again he has a, a kick-ass dj voice mm-hmm. so utilizing that more mm-hmm. and i know if we would have been like hey paul do this you're like yep got it yep because there's times where i'd be like hold up you know five fingers for five minutes before we get started and he would cut in and let everyone know five yeah. minutes you know it's just so that's a good area to improve there yep utilizing that uh what else do we have well and i was even telling sean like We've gone to some events where, like, the hosts weren't even emceeing or, like, talking at all. I mean, they were, like, the speakers, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. uh, because it was the um, Arate that we went to. Mm -hmm. It was Andy's wife that was the emcee and introducing everyone and whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys could just come out, introduce yourselves, and talk a little bit, and then let Paul do everything if you wanted. Yeah. I like up to, up until introducing the speakers because i just yeah i kind of thought the same thing because because then we uh we almost like break up the flow and so i think if we were to go on and we were to do a um like we were to do the introduction in the beginning why we're there thank you everyone for coming out thanking sponsors and then um let the mc take over from there and then at like what i was thinking at like lunch or something we could do like uh you and i could go up and talk together do like a q a or something right um so that like we are still people realize we're the ones hosting you know right, and, right. And, and keeping them engaged and stuff on like a lunch break and doing that kind of thing to get like feedback of how everyone's liking the speakers so i was thinking we could do that at like lunch and at the end yeah for the next event and not you know obviously being in training for 14 plus years leading large group stuff like i can provide energy like i know how but for whatever reason for that you you don't think that way and you need to think that way because you do need to keep people Mm -hmm. engaged make it fun not be monotone like uh sam likes to point out yes i always fucking like oh you guys (laughs) just talk like you're pissed and i don't know what we are The beginning of every meeting, it's just like, "Hey guys, how's it all going? Right, here we're we are. Do Here's our sponsors. <laughs> Here's the fees." Like, all right, motherfuckers. Yeah. No. Yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. Crazy. I'm sure people would enjoy it. Probably. So, good room for improvement there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one thing I suggested to Sean was, because uh, we were there obviously the night before setting up, anyways. Uh, Doing like a pre-party mm-hmm. thing. We talked about this. Doing a like almost a VIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would take we could take the speakers out to eat. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if we're doing even do fifty dollars a whatever, come up with a dollar amount. We just hang out with the night before. Mm-hmm. Speakers are gonna be out for they're coming in. Yeah, get some free food. Maybe even go somewhere else. Um, I don't know that we do it at Metropolis again. No. No. I just. The flow, like, walk in the building, like, where the hell do I go? Right next to the go-karts. That was loud. I I was there. There were some definite perks there, Mm -hmm. and the staff was super nice. They were super nice. But, you know, I mean, we ran into a lot of hiccups there. They claimed they were going to have us set up a certain way. It wasn't set up. We even, like, touched base with them the night before. Hey, we need these couple things set up here. 
didn't happen. Next day, we ended up having to help the lady set right. up a bunch of stuff to like keep it going because it was only her. And I'm like, I'm not making you set up all right. these tables and chairs by yourself. We'll be here all damn day. And so that that kind of stuff, and and then like the coffee taking the coffee away. We'd run out of coffee, and they'd be like, "Are you just done with coffee?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Are we done with coffee? Like, keep it's that a, coffee here all goddamn day." Right. It is a business event. Yeah. yeah, and we paid for way more coffee than what we got. I think absolutely. Um, and I'm sure it might. I have to check. It might be kind of industry policy, but the whole thing with the food, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, essentially. So. Anything that was left over had to go in the garbage. You couldn't take it, which, again, might be industry standard. I'm not positive. But. I'm not sure, but in a realm like that, dude, I would rather just give it to attendees. Hey, you guys want dinner or something? Right. Take the food. Like, don't um, no, the big thing for me was the damn service fee. $300 in a service fee when you're already charging, I don't remember what that was. Was it $20 a plate? Nah, I think it was a little, just less if, than, Between breakfast and lunch, it was a little over 20 plate. Yeah. yeah. You know, dumping a $300 service fee on top right. of that. Full. Yeah, no, it's definitely Wait, true. $20 a plate for donuts, fruit, a sandwich, an apple, and a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I tell you what, though, those sandwiches were fucking they were They were good. Dude, I was usually... You don't get good sandwiches. Usually they put like a couple slices. They usually have like craft cheese, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's fake. There's like real cheese, a bunch of like, like it was a thick stack of roast beef. I was like, right. dude, this is like a healthy sandwich, dude. I was, and they had pickles, dude. When you put pickles, I'm like, damn, dude, you <laughs> are fucking talking. You earned your $20. Yeah, dude. I was, I will say, <clears throat> I was very nervous paying that kind of money for a sandwich but they they pulled through it was good i'll be honest with you dude they pulled through on that seems like eh, whatever (laughs) they should have been serving us caviar bitches the sandwiches at a rob's event vertical union was way better yeah plus we got cheesecake oh my god dude they had individual cheesecake for everyone and there was so much cheesecake left over too i wonder what happened that cheesecake I don't know. I Probably went to all the dancers. Remember, because there's that dance thing going That's on. That's right. <laughs> in yeah. The next building or the next section or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, I I wouldn't do it there. Which hopefully, like, I don't know. It's just so hard to find venues like that in Eau Claire. I mean, you could try um, the Lismore. Mm. Oh, it's pretty big though. Yeah, we could. Yeah. And, and, AJ and, and, and Anyways. Okay. Mm. Um, they have <laughs> really good walking tacos. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We, we got those ones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's never many event spaces like that in Eau Claire, at least. So, one that might be an option if we keep it in Eau Claire, we talked about maybe going more central, of you know, center of the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if Eau Claire, the VSA might be an option. Oh, they do events Fuck, like that, dude. I yeah, didn't think of that. They're doing their second stage of build. Yeah, should be starting soon if it didn't already start. And that venue is supposed to be huge, but I think you can you you can rent out some of the smaller spaces. That's cool. well. And what's nice about that is if we do it at VSA, then we can use Hazel Wander's hotels, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the the residence in and the uh, Fairfield. Yeah. So they figure out catering. Because I don't. Mm. Well, I know they're eventually going to have catering and stuff. VSA? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to have basically that arena's meant to, I don't know if it's how many thousands it's supposed to seat. It, yeah. That's cool. If they allow us to bring in our own catering, we could definitely pull some shit together, figure some stuff out. Let's see. We could even just do a bunch of park butts and Dude, call it a day. It's serial. Never again. Dude, we did that no? for our yeah, wedding reception shit show. Never again. Absolutely. It's just because. We weren't, we never cooked at that quantity. Yeah. I remember when we were, um, for my graduation, we uh, slaughtered a hog and put it on a spigot. Pig roast. Yeah. Pig roast and, and, and roasted it. And we also, I think we killed a fawn. And we did the same thing because it's tender. <laughs> anyways. You don't have to edit that part out. Any. Any, anyways, and we we slow roasted that too on a spigot. Cool. That might have been for a different event. 
I just remembered we did that, and it was so freaking good because it was so tender. But it wasn't like a fawn. It was like a yearling. Okay, can just continue with this. You know what I'm saying? But but anyways, I didn't have spots anymore. No, no, no. The good. spots were gone. Good job. <laughs> but anyways, once you, like, when you did it that way, it seriously was just bringing it in and pulling it mm-hmm. and putting it in rosters yeah. compared to having to, like, smoke them all. Such a different different thing. Oh, no. So that was for the 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 fall before we did an event that we did that <laughs> deer. The, uh, we did chickens. We did, like, we did the same thing, slow roast, like, 24 chickens mm-hmm. and, a, and a pig. Did I tell you what? Growing up in the country, motherfuckers just do shit like that. And they're mm-hmm. just like, well, it's just a Saturday afternoon. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just their life out there. Mm-hmm. None of be. your aunts and uncles do that anymore, do they? Not really, dude. Mm-hmm. They do make lots of food, though. They make lots of food. So good. Things change. Yeah, it was always my, my dad was always doing that shit. And then our neighbor, John, was always doing it. Well, we need to get your dad back here. I so know. then he can do that shit again. I know. It. Hey, I know you got the black sun out there. When are you going to step your game up and get a uh, big green egg? I, f- I did. No. I was actually talking about I was talking about getting a smoker, though. No. Like Big green egg. You're you never going to do it. Why? Why, babe? Because he barely cooks on the thing anyways. I cook on it t- like... Twice a week for sure. Twice a week minimum. That's pretty good. That's more... And it, that's year-round. I don't take winters off. I'm out fucking zero degrees in my goddamn t-shirt making freaking food all winter long on that Blackstone. Yeah, I think you get the big green egg. You'd, we, we, I like, my father-in-law was, asked us, do you want a big green egg for our wedding gift? I was like, what the fuck? What is a big green egg? So we were at Spring Fest in Chippewa and the swim rate was there and they had a bunch on display and I was like, oh, kind of cool, whatever. I looked at the price thing. I was like, are you shitting me? $1,300 for a grill? Yeah. Here's the thing. We've had that thing. August will be 10 years that we've been married. And we, they gave it to us early. They gave us in the spring. Had that thing 10 years. Had to replace the gasket on it because it has a gasket to help seal it up. It's like a wood stove gasket, whatever. That's it. Thing looks brand new. When you think about that, right. I've gone through since. So I've been down in Eau Claire for 10 years now. You've already spent that much on grills. Dude, I've ripped through, I bet you, five, maybe six grills. Because mm-hmm. they only last like three years. Yeah. And, it's rusty. And then like um, some of them are like, anyways, if you factor in the amount I've spent, I bet you I spent $1,000 on grills. Mm-hmm. And um, I've only got the Blackstone left. Mm-hmm. And so like. And the Blackstone was a steal. Yeah, we got that for a good deal and we just beat the shit out of it yeah you do not take care of that thing hell no but um because we got it for a good deal i was like who cares <laughs> if i had to pay what they make you pay for those things i'd baby that bitch why don't you baby it and then it'll last forever so <laughs> then you don't have to pay that price durability tester gotta test it babe dude sean's a durability tester <laughs> oh, i'd test out a big green egg dude not you coming out of my money you would not be disappointed I believe it. I believe, do you smoke on it? Yeah. Fuck, that's cool, man. That's cool. Is it like charcoal? Or what do you mm-hmm. use? Yeah. Yeah, natural. Natural charcoal. So not the... Not the, not the black shit. Brisket. Brisk yeah. Whatever they're called. The little ones. No. Natural wood clump. Oh, that's good. That's cool, dude. I like Anyways. Anyways, back to recon. Fuck. Yeah. What else do you guys need to improve on? <laughs> oh, we got, a, we got a big list, but... So... I know. So we talked about you and I doing like a Q and A. Um, we talked about possibly doing breakouts, mm-hmm. uh, breakout breakout groups. And one thing I thought about the breakout groups, and I kind of talked to Sam, is since we got so many compliments on keeping a theme, um, it's and it kind of goes like into into uh, like social media and shit too. It's less about your following and more about your engagement. And so if we like try to follow themes every year and do a different theme, then it would be a lot easier to do breakout groups. So like you and I talked, AJ, about doing a um, an IRA, so a self-directed IRA matched with um, syndication for a full day of IRA. Actually, we talked about doing it for two days, 
hiring, syndication, talking, and, and you'd pull into a complete different crowd than we had at this last one. Right. Mm-hmm. But by keeping it <clears throat> niched like that, you might get a lot more engagement instead of having because people out there like maybe a, a couple of them were interested in syndication. But could you imagine having Edwin come talk and Mike come talk and stuff and it be to that group? Like you're just it's falling on dead ears. Where if we tailored it, we could get and have yeah. breakout groups. So what you get with that, I think you get a lot of people interested. Like, oh that sounds cool. Which it does. Yeah. Right? But as far as like, oh, I'm ready to I'm gonna take that step. Mm-hmm. It just sounds cool. They're not gonna actually right. take that step. Yep. Um so you talked about actually having him come him come and speak, a bunch of others up other people too. Maybe even having a deal that people could unlock their money, put yeah. into a deal right off the bat. I think um, if you were to do an event like that, you should. Whether we partner with Mike on it or something, like there should be some sort of deal that we are bringing everyone together for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy talking to Edwin because I went out to breakfast uh, after our last Wisco Rim meeting. And that's he does a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. he travels around and like some of the names he was telling me that he's mm-hmm. done events for. I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. But he'll literally go and unlock $5 million out of people's IRAs. You know, they're getting way better return than what right. it's currently getting. Um, but literally, that's what they'll do is they'll just talk about it, talk about what you have going right now, and then all of a sudden, he'll go up there and, and pitch, hey, we can unlock your, you know, open your accounts right now. Basically, meet us in the back. And mm-hmm. he said it's not uncommon to have events where it's $5 million unlocked. That's crazy. At an event. That's crazy. Um, big thing with that, I think if you're going to do that, you need to have you need to have literally stuff lined up because if you unlock people's money all of a sudden you do one deal and then it just ends up sitting there it's not very good so you got to literally have deal after deal after deal mm-hmm. ready to go or other channels to send them yeah down. yeah there are other people you work with or something but yeah i mean that was what was cool about the syndication shit with mike if you find funders for mike you get a cut Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we bring him a million dollars, even it's not doesn't have to be our mill. If we bring him ten people who all have a hundred grand, we get a chunk of that pie. And he says it might only be like five percent, but dude, if you bring all that, you have no money and you get five percent, right? Fuck, dude, you're mm-hmm. talking. You're talking about like a ten million dollar deal. You got five percent of right. Rough life. So, so a lot of people don't realize is a lot of the. Private money guys, like even the people we know, that's not their money. They don't have no. money just sitting in there. They're literally utilizing other people's money to to make that happen. So they're syndicating deals. It's the same thing. Right. Just they network enough and have people that have the funds that need to get used up. Yeah. Well, my, so my mom actually came over and talked to me about that last week. She's this week. What day is it? Thursday. One of the someday she stopped and die and uh but she asked me about it about like uh edwin and whatnot and she's like so can you and kyle use my money and i'm like yep fuck yeah and i was reach out to him no i'm going to though um i i started reading his thing i didn't want to just reach out to him and not have read the material he gave me which i could but i read through a bunch of his stuff already and um what what she'd be doing is funding our flips and that's right in there so we can definitely do that yeah so they'd just be the custodians of it yeah yeah so find out what the transaction fees are all that that's it's really a no-brainer oh dude i told my mom i was like i was like you know i can't promise you crazy returns but i was like i can get you a minimum of 10 a year and get you 10 percent return every year easy right and so i was like i might not be might, might not be much more than that but like we can average 10 every year, minimum. It's a pretty solid return. Mm-hmm. And then that just keeps snowballing because she's not pulling money out of it. She's right. not pulling the profits out. She's just, I mean, it's a hell of a lot faster way to build it than any other way. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the doubling is, but it's like, it's only like six years or seven years for a doubling then because you get to keep reinvesting that money. Mm-hmm. So, 
Because that's like I listen to some of the biggest. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I listen to some of the biggest, uh, like investors out there, and they're like, "Don't think about your money and your return. Think about how often you can double it." Mm-hmm. I like that, yeah. yeah. So they're like, their their goal is like, they try to double their money, like, to start out when you have like nothing when you're starting out. They try to double it in a year. Then they try to double it in two years. Then they try to double it in four years. And then they try to double it in six years, you know? And so, like, as they, like, step up that thing, they try, their, like, time horizon increases because now they're talking about, like, doubling $100 million. Right. right. And they're like, oh, it might be over a little more period of time than it was to double hundred grand. Yeah. Because um, you could keep doing that once she retires too, right? Like, oh, if, yeah. as long as she has money in that account, you can keep going. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm not sure what age the tax burden ends up going away if you have to, uh, you have to start pulling out of it. I don't know that answer. But at a certain age, you pull out of it and zero penalty, zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to go. It's retirement. Isn't it like 67 now or something? Uh, I don't think so. To pull out of a... Dude, one thing I really liked that uh, Edwin talked about, and then we'll get back to recon, goddamn, um, is the 403B he was talking about and i don't know if a lot of people oh let me say this probably less than one percent of people know this with like that 403b um that is uh 403b roth it was a roth 403b right um that you can borrow on at an interest rate yeah that is market standard interest rate and so like and you can borrow they said for any asset and my ass is over here like, fuck, dude, if I had money tied up in a deal, like say I wanted to buy a multifam or something, right? And I got money money tied up in a deal, but then there's a flip or something that I want. Or, you know, there's something I want. I can just borrow that shit out of my retirement account for 8%. Right. And that 8% gets paid to my account. Right. I'm like, bro. Yeah. I, can, I can give myself an 8% return. Yeah, so a lot of your whole life can work like that, too, if it's structured properly. So, I mean, there's a lot of people don't realize that, like, ah, 8%. Well, yeah, where's that 8% going? Your 8% is coming right back to you. Yeah. You're not paying 8% to anything else. It's coming back to you. So Yep. That's cool. Yeah, but I think it has to be a, a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b. Yeah, go for it. Um, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, down. You'll find it. Mimi, I'll show you. All right. What do we got? Um. But do you want to talk? Well, it's forty-two minutes. We probably should not go too in depth. (laughs) We'll we'll get back on track. We'll we'll chat for a few. Yeah. yeah, It's not. We don't go too late. Yeah. Go for another fifteen or so. I just figured we could do some uh, highlights for each speaker. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you wanted to, I don't know, we could talk about other things. We did highlight speaker stuff, though, last time we were on, for me at least. Yeah. So we kind of got that one. If you guys are interested in listening to that, what episode was that? The last Tudor episode? Was it? One, no, 180. Oh, yeah, it was like 180 something. <laughs> Let me look it up for you guys. Sorry. 186. 186? Is that what it is? Uh, I think so. You sure? No clue. 100%. No, 187. You sure? Yes. I gotta find out tutors of life, even. <laughs> if I had my phone, I could. Dude, so chips and caviar? Yeah. How good is it? It's pretty good. But what they did is they have a theme song mm-hmm. chips and caviar. Anyways, so every time I see their little logo, chips and caviar, you just hear the, the song. The song plays in my brain. I'm like, those motherfucking geniuses. That's hilarious. Um, one eighty seven. One eighty seven. Our thoughts, billion. Wait, it was a long time ago. Wait, no, no, hold on. Boom, 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 boom. Um. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know which one it is, guys, but it's one of them. Yep. Anyways, it's, yeah. So, back to recon. Um, another thing was our biggest takeaway. Number one takeaway, a lot more marketing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Marketing. That, I don't think we need to do more marketing. It's just a matter of when we started our marketing. Yes, sir. Um, time of year. Yeah. Like April. Mm. Again, we just, our biggest thing was let's just get the, let's just get one under our belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a big lofty goal of a hundred. Then I was like, well, shit, <laughs> we average 40, 30 to yeah. 40 on an event, the monthly event for 200 which really if you think about it shouldn't be that hard no mm. nothing like if you think about the whole Wiscoria, yeah it shouldn't have been yeah so we actually had an owner's call today and we talked a little bit about that and uh, they were like uh, really supportive like hey let's get get to the other events promote it build it um and i was like yeah we didn't i didn't do a very good job with keeping everyone else on board because we were literally trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you get everyone else involved when it's, right. we're trying to struggle through it and build through it, which will be easier mm-hmm. here on out. But I think April was not a great month. No. Spring is, well, it's kind of here and then went away and now it's back again. But yeah, we were lucky. It turned out to be a shitty day because there was like, I know there's like eight people in that room who, who weren't going to show up if it was nice. Yeah. Out. And I was like, holy man, thank God it ended up being nice out. Not bad. Not nice. Oh, yeah, thank God it ended up being shitty out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We got you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, so I think February would be a much better month. Right? Yeah. You're yeah. Kind of over the holidays. Most people are what do you have? not on vacation. Yeah. Spring break's not here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think February is the best month. Yeah. Ooh. We're going to have to really think about design next year for... Yeah, Sam and I are going to take a big trip in February, so we're just going to have to figure out the uh, dates. Or we'll do end of January. And if we, who cares? We'll figure it out. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that we should meet with Paul next week and then f- hammer out a date mm-hmm. when we want to do it. Or maybe yeah. do a maybe do a call, put it into the group checks with everyone for Wisco. Yeah. And, and see what everyone likes for a weekend. And then at least get that in place. And we can do a location TBD, mm-hmm. but at least to get that date out and get that started. So, like you said, we can go around all the RIAs and promote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think location location matters, obviously. But for if it's going to be mainly members, it doesn't matter as no. much. Like just I do like the idea of central. I do also like the idea of keeping it real clear, just because it's okay. our city, right? Just to keep you know, it here. Dude, but, it is so clear. We could fucking make it work here. Yeah. It's us. Right. We could do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you do have Hudson nearby. You have Wausau. You have... What's what's the other group? Sheboygan is not close. No, never mind. Yeah. Hamilton, Madison, Madison. You're getting a ways away. But... Yeah. yeah. I did uh, talk to a lady for a little bit from Madison. Yeah. And she said she likes bigger events like that because then it makes the three-hour drive worth it for her. And I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose. And she's like, I want to go to... All the Wiscoria meetings, but just the drive isn't worth it for a couple hours. And I was like, I yeah. totally understand. Yep. And especially, you know, most of our events that are big speakers, we're trying to get them to go to every event. Mm-hmm. So then it really yeah. does not make sense at all. Um, but there are some, with the way the rotation works, they can't make all the events. Mm-hmm. So then... And some people do get standalone speakers that you're like, oh, fuck, it'd be really nice to go out and listen to. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one last night. Yeah. Uh, no, the night before. Yeah. Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was phenomenal, I guess. Really good feedback on that and suggested that everyone have them at their location. So it's something to talk about. Sweet. Yeah, to... I really need to get fucking my business figured out so I can go to more. I need to go to more. Networking so damn important. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, and it's you know it's always like the drive, the three four hour drive to the other locations. It's like, uh, then you get there and it's like, yep, definitely glad glad I made it because I've I've had uh, private money oh, just yeah. because uh, hard money just because of networking. Absolutely, well, it's not open unless you go meet the people. Just because when so when Ryan and I went over there and met Jason Lund, he gave us like his number, and then we were able to give him a call. And ask him like how to structure a couple of deals. And I was like, holy fuck, dude, was that worth the drive? Right. Um so there's there's so much more. There's there's so much shit you could benefit from doing all that. Yep. So and even like Deb, uh Deb Deb Sorensen? Deb Seminar? Seminar something. Seminar. I'm, I'm the lender? seminar, yeah, seminar, I think, yeah. She does like thirty year 
mortgages on right. commercial properties. Yeah. I'm like, bro, who's doing that? Mm-hmm. Debbie. Yeah, not much around us, and you hear about it in some other areas, but yeah, and she's and she's reached out to me. She'll she'd do anything any in the in the state. So, dude, she sent me a couple things. I remember when I like had deals going on, and she like sent me a couple things, and I was like, God damn it, why didn't I go with her? Like that's better rate, thirty year. I'm like, what am I doing? Right, what am my dumbass doing. Yeah, it's a lot easier to obviously know what your profit and losses are going to be when you you have that locked in. Dude, mm-hmm. thirty-year. Yeah, think about every three to seven years or whatever your adjustable. I wonder is. if she does portfolio. She's got to do portfolio yeah. lending. Let's reach out to her. She's yes, talk, I'll chat with her again. Um, okay, so what else? Anything else for feedback? We got not to be next to go karts. Mm-hmm. That was a um, big one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got lots of people asking about where's the coffee. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There was a couple people pretty pissed about the coffee thing. Yeah. So then they I went to the lobby. Probably should have been filling my big mug up every time. Huh? You know, you're you're hosting it, dude. You need to stay energized. <laughs> yeah, there's people it. going to the lobby getting the coffee from the lobby for free. Works. Yeah. Shouldn't have had to though, because right. I think we ordered a gallon and a half. Oh, we ordered more than that, I thought. And man, I don't know whatever we ordered, and then I told the lady, I was just like, just keep filling it and just right. charge us. Like, right. That's what they said they'd do. So it's kind of disappointing to get away. Yeah. But again, another lesson learned. Absolutely. Um, Overall, it? man, I was just not to toot our own horn, but I think it went smooth. Obviously, there's massive room for improvement, but to have a an event go like that, and how many times that we did we hear, um, even from some of the speakers, I think about or other people too, even just asking about how many events we've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the events. Like I was the first one. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. Like surprised that that was our first all the event. Cause it went. No, absolutely. Really smooth. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. It was like, it was like 3 PM. I walk over Sam. I was like, how haven't we fucked anything up yet? <laughs> it was like right before Dan had to go on. So maybe it was like two, two thirty or something. I was like, nothing's fucked up yet. This is crazy. Right. And then, uh, it didn't. Like, it just went good. A lot of that, I mean, it had nothing to do with us. Oh. Maybe planning ahead of time, but literally Paul miking everyone up and like Dude, taking no. care of all the slides, mm-hmm. all yeah. of that. And let me just say, I thought I was the only one that waited to do slides till the last damn minute. I don't know that we had a single speaker get us the slides ahead of time, even though we asked. I think Audrey did. Audrey did. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Audrey did, yeah. Audrey. Audrey's on her shit. Right. Everyone else is like, I think some people are just still finishing them up, which mm-hmm. maybe is good because, I don't know, maybe they changed some of the, some of the shit in their slide accordingly, mm-hmm. but you you couldn't tell. No. Not like anyone's presentation was garbage. Um, I think Dan was, that was phenomenal. I mm-hmm. was kind of blown away by, I was blown away by everyone, but, you know, his was very good oh yeah because you had so so what got me with marks because we've listened to mark talk before and mark talked uh dude when mark came and we said hi to mark i was so in the zone of the day i wasn't even paying attention I'm like oh hey hey mark thanks for coming nice to meet you he's like i know you and i'm like yeah oh right, right. fuck yeah my bad like, i was just so as soon as like he walks up for his thing, I'm just like my light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my god, dude, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And I felt, I felt like a dick. But um, when Mark said something that like unlocked my brain, there's like the I, we, they, right? So I is ten percent of like ten percent help, ninety percent um, you do everything, and then. We is 50-50, so 50% you use people, 50% you do everything. And then they, 90% is everybody else, 10% is you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. And then when Dan went into his, you either work in the business, you work on the business, he's like, or you work above the business. Yeah, right? So I've always used holy the... shit. I've always used the term you know work on your business not in your business Mm -hmm. then you turn around and add the whole next level like work above your business Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah that's on like that's a whole new level 
fuck yeah, dude. I'm You're trying to get on. I'm trying to work on it. Mm-hmm. Right. But working above it. I, I literally, right after that, like I wrote down, I changed my fucking goals after mm-hmm. listening to Dan because I was like, Listen I'm not. To Dan? After listening to Dan's talk. Okay. Yeah. yeah, when he said work above. Yeah, yeah. I like changed my shit. Got I was it. like, I'm not fucking, I'm not on my business. I'm above my business. That's my new goal. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's sick as shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just like the whole thing too with SOPs, like having an SOP or even you know, some people do flow charts, which I think mm-hmm. would be huge as an agent to have a flow chart, especially as building a team to where this happens, this is the process you take. Like lay it out. Other people are dumb, but it's just when you run a, business or a team your whole team should be doing the same processes mm-hmm. right yeah so it's literally you know that's why i like i know some people hate quick trip right because there's one every other block but what are you getting when you go into quick trip the same thing the same exact thing it's all laid out the same mm-hmm. it's just it's cookie cutter it is you know you it have is. good service people are always nice um layouts are all the same it's so it's so dude to have that familiarity and like with everything is huge uh one thing that that's just triggered is uh i was just talking to someone about aldi and i was saying i love the lake Cali aldi way better than the okay eau claire one and i get so mad every time i go to the eau claire one because it's not laid out as the same as the Halley yeah, one yeah so angers me every time i go there because i'm like oh like this is where my thing is supposed to be and it's not where it's supposed to be yeah yeah so, yeah, I mean, even, like, you can apply that to literally anything. <clears throat> and a lot of, you know, going back to Quick Trip, which they, um, you know, like the tobacco outlets? Yeah. Yeah. Those are Quick Trips. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that didn't make the cut, right? They didn't have enough kitchen space. They, didn't, they yep. couldn't mm-hmm. provide the same service as the others. So, they made those all tobacco outlets. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So, it's like, Isn't... they still serve a purpose, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. they're just, they didn't fit the model of what they wanted Quick mm-hmm. Trip, which is kind of cool. Just random fact. I think it's like Illinois that quick trips are quick stars. Yeah. Anyways, random fact. Cool. Anything else on recon? It went so good, you guys. You guys did a great job. Thanks. Just your monotone. To that horn a little more. All right. We'll, we'll do it better with the monotone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one thing we talked about too is like doing a logo, making recon. Like, yeah. Might even need to, need to make that our logo. I don't know if you right. can register that somehow or oh yeah because sam and i talked about we talked about getting a landing page right away mm-hmm. so we getting a landing page so we can get that date done so we can get that oh all yeah i've been looking there. at web website names for you guys yeah, yeah we, we pulled some off godaddy just to get yeah. a look but we should get that that should be one of the first things because then we can start again just create that landing page that traffic getting to a little yeah. bit it'd be just so cool too if you get to the point where you like give everyone notebooks pens we'll fanciest there. lanyards We'll get there. Someday. Yeah. But obviously you can't do that for free. So this one was like literally, Yeah, how can we provide value to people? And we did it as a membership drive, which worked. Yes. Um, and some people didn't. I think would we have six or seven people just pay the sure, yep. $99 fee, which really helped us mm-hmm. um, almost cover all the expense yep. of the event with that and sponsorship. But literally, I don't even want to know what we tracked for hours. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll do more mm-hmm. this yeah. year. Yeah. So I guess like the last thing with it, we need to charge money. So charging yeah. for the event. Which that was something we discussed like right after you guys announced it yeah. and that it was going to be free for members. And I was like, oh, Sean, no. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, for when you have the buy-in, now it actually, like people just don't appreciate shit that's free. Mm-hmm. No. If it's free, I'll just register if I don't make it, which what do we have? 15, 20 people that registered and didn't show up. I think it was 13 at the end. 13 13 out of 52? I mean, it's almost a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. What did we end up with total? Was it 70? That actually came and I think it was like high 50s. Yeah, I think it was high 50s. Yeah, Yeah. high 50s, I think. Because I think if you counted the people that didn't show up, then it would have been like 70. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was like high 50s, and then with like us and the speakers and shit, we were probably in the 60s, but Yeah. 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 You know, I guess the other thing I took away from it, and I don't remember who I was talking to. I think you were there when I was talking to him. I'm like, gosh, you know, it would have been nice to get at least 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the question is, why? Yeah. I think that was Mark who said that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. The question is, why? 
well, it really was just an ego. Yeah. Like it's like a, you know, puff your chest up. Oh, we got a hundred people, 200 people at our event. But do you provide the same value? Which I think you could with a hundred, maybe even 200. You could. Yeah. But that was something like, oh, you yeah, know, that's a good point. Yeah. Do you get you... too big. Mm-hmm. You lose value. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like a big drop for some of these, these events where they have like random speakers. Like look at like Grant Carlin's 10X. Dude. Right, right, right. You, you have such these huge, massive speakers and it's all just a hype show. Mm-hmm. So what value is actually getting provide? Like you're getting a hype and you're getting like to listen to a speaker. Right. But an all day event where you're meeting peers, networking, possibly doing breakouts, learning in depth on something. Yeah. You're probably not going to get more than 100, 200 people. For in, in some rooms, you're not even going to get that. Right. So I loved our engagement. That was mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Like people speaking to sponsors, then also uh, speakers talking with you know people that were attending. Yeah. All that. It was like, and even speakers talking to speakers. Yeah. yeah. You had, I thought we had great engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and again, maybe at 200, you lose some of that. That's possible. Yeah. I mean, okay. So let's think about the other events we've gone to. Yeah. Which one would you have preferred? Because we went to one that was what? Like 2,000 people. The, is that what you're saying? Was the other one 2,000 people? It was like 2,000. And then the, the other one was five. No, probably. it was like 200. Yeah. It's like 200. Which one did you take more away from? Probably the 200. Mm. By like by leaps and bounds. Yeah, and we were able to network so much easier at the 200 one too. Yeah, it was so much easy, dude. But that one also had like a a pre party the night before. Yeah. So uh, that and that's what like gave us that idea. It was just such. It was like ninety nine dollars. You got to hang out in an airplane hangar, and they had snacks and drinks and all this stuff, and it was really nice. And it was a great place to like network with people. And all the speakers, well, some some of the speakers were there. Not yeah, like all. half the speakers were there. Mm. It was Could, just nice because like that's where you got to meet the people. So then when you're at the event the next day, you could grab like, hey, guys, nice to see you again. We end up grabbing dinner with one of the guys mm-hmm. um, and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really nice. And then that event also, the night of the event, after oh, the event, yeah. they do the VIP thing <sighs> with like – all the speakers there and then you pay i mean they you pay a lot of money to that that one's like 5800 bucks yeah <laughs> yeah but but we, they have i mean like top-notch speakers that you can just hang out with one-on-one but even then say like say we had a say all four of the speakers and we go to the four speakers and we say hey you know we can give you each two grand um for coming to the thing um but you're gonna be there all day and then um then like afterwards and then there'll be a group of people that'll come and they'll, you know, maybe only 20 sign up, but they get to one-on-one chat with the four speakers on like how to better their business. Yeah. And so like in realms like that, you could be like, well, it would be way more than two grand at that point. Cause you charge, maybe you're charging a thousand bucks to be in that room or whatever, mm-hmm. 500 bucks. But anyways, uh, let's wrap this beast up. Yeah. Any um, last thoughts? No, that was no, good. That was fun. And, I'm glad we just decided to mention it. So I guess my yeah. advice, if you're going to do something, just say you're doing it. And then you tell us when you do it and you have to do it. Otherwise, you look like a piece of shit that didn't follow through. I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, all I got to say is thank you for getting me out of my comfort zone. Because, mm-hmm. uh, God damn it, that was out of my comfort zone. Yeah, can I just zone. say that too? Like, it has been awesome, like, having you on board. Like, I've really Thanks, enjoyed And obviously, people have enjoyed it too. Because going yeah. from... 20 being a great number mm-hmm. for attendance to being anywhere from 30 to 50 right. in events. And it's been consistent now for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been fun. I'm having a lot of fun doing yeah. it. Good. Love the shit. Yeah. Someone actually, dude, ran to a guy and he's like, hey, Sean, good to see you again. I'm like, oh, hey, good to see you too. Then, like, don't remember him, right? He's like, man, I really hope I get to see you speak again. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we used to speak a lot last year. You and AJ used to speak a lot. Like, I'd like to hear you guys speak again. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I was like, next month, I guess. You got to hear us speak. We'll be there next month. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, so anyone local is listening, we do have uh, – is it next Tuesday already? Yeah. Yeah, next Tuesday we'll be covering – yeah, it is already. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Uh, we're going to be just doing a networking night, uh, 
cash flow game night. If you haven't played that game, it's pretty fun. It's like Monopoly, but with property. We're going to be... Sam's not... Sam not gets fucking destroyed every time we play. <laughs> I do not. Daddy's mastered the game. I no. usually actually destroy Sean yeah, in the game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll find out I Tuesday. Bet, I bet you we still have all the papers. We'll find out Tuesday. I'm throwing those papers away. <laughs> fresh. I think we've played that game like 10 times. And then we're going to also unload a property that you just had an accepted offer on, right? Yep. Yep. Going to go over the numbers. and Dude, I, I Do you love pictures? It. Of that? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Before, during, and after? Um, I do. Do I have them put together? Hell no. We just throw it in a slide. It'll be yeah. Perfect. What I love so much. Um, it's your realtor. Is my realtor, AJ. Thank you very much. Dude, you got us way more money than we were thinking we were going to get for it. Um, but here's the thing. Look at that. We're going to go on two hours again. <laughs> um, here's the thing with that, though, is when we looked at it, right? you had me tour it with you, yeah. give you numbers. Realistically, 180 yeah. made Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what you got for it is, uh, yeah, I mean, just all icing on the cake. Because the market would have shifted, then what? Right, right. Well, and that's then you're getting one eighty, one ninety, thinking you're getting well over two, and good job. So just running the numbers, smart. So that's exactly what I wanted to say, and what I love this group about, and what I loved about um, us doing that last year and going over like the contractors panel, the flip, walking through that property and stuff. Do people think getting into flipping is just like this cool shiny thing? They have no idea what it actually takes. Um, and we base our numbers off that 180 because if something happened, we were like, yeah, 180 is a pretty safe mark that we'll hit. And so being able to like go in depth and show people like when we walk through that, how many people are like, oh, my God, it costs that much to redo a house. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dude, it's a fucking that that one that the theme was 50 to 70 grand to redo that property. Right. Yeah. And um, and we ended up finding some things hidden after after we, we got, do. after we dug in, we found a couple of things that were like, that's a 10 bill right there. We didn't know it was there. And so that'll be fun to unpack with people too. Like, Hey, the thing was, cause you could have made it rentable for 20 grand. You could have rented it for 20 grand. You would have been a slumlord God. But then what we ended up rocking and rolling, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch base and go over that. If you guys are interested, come to the event Tuesday. Um, but yeah, for people to actually see, dude, that this shit ain't just like, sunshine rainbows mm-hmm. it's just real life yeah and uh if had we not you know had there been a correction we'd still make money at that 180 and that's what we need to get right but dude could you imagine if we based it off of what we got and we and it, the market shifted <sighs> losing money city mm-hmm. right yep so so be smart with your numbers don't yeah aim a little maybe a hit big yeah mm-hmm. seriously sick cool. all right gang, so I got- thanks for tuning in And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See you. See you.